0: To the Brown County Hour, coming to you from the legendary hills of Brown, where the plum purple haze, the one nature herself drapes in the hills and hollers, inspires local characters, artists, and nature lovers. It's as though the hills themselves conspire to create a beauty and a culture in the heart of Indiana
1: sit for a spell
2: and hear the music
0: the tall tales the true stories and the current goings on
2: brought to you by folks who still know how to sit by a fire in winter
3: and swim buck naked in the summer
4: Welcome to episode 14 of the Brown County Hour on WFHB. I'm Pam Rader, and our whole team is hosting the show tonight. We're all feeling pretty festive. Rick, pass me some of that eggnog.
0: Well, here you go, Pam. This episode, we're celebrating winter solstice, the world beginning anew yesterday. Or was it the calendar? What do you think, Susan?
2: I believe the world begins anew every day, and we're not the same people we were the day before. Isn't that right, Vera?
3: Yes. Every new day is precious, but I'm very concerned about this unseasonably warm December. What do you think, Janice? I just
5: love seeing forsythia and dandelions blooming this time of year near my house, even if the natural calendar seems confused.
0: Rick! Are you enjoying the holiday season? Well, I would be happier if they hadn't banned ho-hos and ding-dongs. What are we going to tell the children that Santa says if we can't say ho-ho-ho and no ding-dongs? Does that mean the carolers can't ring their bells?
2: No, 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 Rick. Ho-hos and ding-dongs were not banned. They were canned no more
5: hostess with the mostest
0: well goodbye dolly well goodbye dolly you tasted so good when you were around how can we put that in the can (laughs) what will i put in the kids stocking then snowballs
5: nope they're gone too especially with this warmer weather our listeners are most likely wondering who's in our show I visit with Slats Klug about Shades of Christmas Past, and he
4: shares his popular original Brown County holiday songs.
0: Gunther Flum has a poem for us.
2: I visit with Brown County's own amazing young actor, Ian McCabe, and he recites some lines from Jacob Marley's Christmas Carol, his recent show at the Brown County Playhouse.
5: I had a great talk with Julia Pearson of the Brown County Historical Society, who told me about their plans and reads a story about brown county
3: christmas past i had a wonderful chat with an anonymous someone from the mysterious no-name committee about the annual children's auction well pour me a cup of this here nog and let's
4: listen to the show
0: here are two special stories by our anonymous storyteller involving the children's auction okay a very nice story
6: about the auction is uh, you get all kinds of things donated. Sometimes, well, all the shops donate something. You get some wonderful gifts. Uh, sometimes you get uh, some, just some person in Brown County will donate something. And you get some smaller things, too. One nice story is uh, a child donated a little wreath, and uh, it wasn't much to it. It was not a very expensive thing, not particularly attractive, but we got it up, and the auctioneer tried to do it quickly, auctioned it off, and, and he auctioned it off for $7 or something, and it was something we got out of the way, basically. Well, about half an hour later, the person who bought it put it back up again. Oh. So we sold it again. This time, we got like $25 for it. Uh, in another half hour, that person put it back up again, <laughs> And this time it went for $75. To make a long story short, we sold it seven times. We ended up getting $238 when all the bids were together. So for this small wreath, which we started out getting $7 for, we ended up getting $238 for. So that just kind of gives you an idea of what the spirit is at the auction. People aren't looking to get something for nothing. They're looking to help the kids in Brown County as much as they can. Yes. So it's just, what can you say when you've got a spirit like that going for you? How else can you feel but uplifted, you know? It's the, and the bidding is very spirited when we auction off the lunches with the coaches. Uh, we used to auction off a lunch with Coach Knight. That was usually our biggest seller. Uh, one year we got $4,500 for a lunch with Coach Knight. The bidding was always... everybody. Some people came just to see what we got for it that year. And Coach Knight couldn't have been nicer about it. The, the very first year we auctioned it off, uh, I wanted to be sure everything would go all right for it. The idea was is that he'd call up, or we'd give him the name of the bidder who, who won it, and he would call them up, his office would, and he'd call up the bidder, and they would tell us the time and place... And one, the same person usually bid on it and, and got it. But they'd meet him and, and uh, have lunch. Uh. So that's the kind of attitude Coach Knight had. Mm-hmm. So when you've got people like that doing things for you, uh, I'll always be indebted to him for that. And that was usually what we had our highest bid for. And he, and he wasn't the only coach from IU like that, but Coach Yeagley did the same type of thing. We didn't have something exactly like that happen. Later, Coach Freitag, who replaced Coach Yeagley, had the same attitude, and Coach Bill Mallory. Those were the ones that particularly nice and helpful, and what can you say? Mm-hmm. You know, very nice to work with. You didn't have to call them; they called you. So, uh, I'm very grateful for that. They were absolutely a pleasure to work with.
3: Did I hear you say that? The same person bid on this particular coach item each year?
6: Yes, yes. Uh, How
3: many years in a row? Did
6: oh, God, he- I don't know. <laughs> Almost, uh, I think he got it every year. It's a restaurant in Nashville, <laughs> uh-huh. and uh, he bought it. Let's see, I'm going to throw out his name. God knows he's paid thousands of dollars. <laughs> uh, Larry Hawkins at that sandwich place, his whole... Restaurant is full of IU memorabilia anyway. Of course. But uh, we get some pretty spirited bidding, especially the year we got $4,500 for it. But he and some friends of his got it, I believe it was every year. And uh, he became quite good friends with Coach (laughs) Knight, too.
3: Consequently, yeah.
6: uh, And it's nice. As far as I'm concerned, everyone in the county is on the no-name committee. Because people who are coming like that, you can count on to be there every year. They're part of the no-name committee too. You know they're going to be there to bid on that every year. Or they're going to be there, some of the people that donate stuff. I'm thinking of one guy particularly who donates expensive furniture. He's also there bidding like crazy every year Mm -hmm. and drops several hundred dollars at least. There's another businessman that's in with the, the Bobby Knight thing, but... He also uh, buys many other things. There's people that come there and just drop several hundred dollars every year. We had eight women that came every year oh. from Cincinnati.
3: Oh, no. And they
6: drop a ton of money in there. Every year we had a special table for them. They <laughs> came for years. What can I say? We, we just have a special table for them.
3: Where did you hold these
6: auctions? It's always done at the ordinary.
3: At The Ordinary.
6: Uh, Right, in downtown Nashville. One year we tried it up at the uh, Seasons Conference Center, but I think it lost some of its intimacy being in a big empty room Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And it was my idea to do that. (laughs) I think we put it right back at The Ordinary after that, and that's where it's been since then. That's where it started out. And it's say it's a wonderful event, and the people who started it, I think, did it the right way they've done it it's always anonymous with the no-name committee Uh, you can't have your name mentioned until you're dead (laughs) and they did it I think the right way all I've tried to do over the years is keep it the way they wanted it at the start and uh, like I say the spirit of it like the one example of the seven dollar wreath story that's the way it is all the time people aren't looking to get a cheap bargain they're looking to pay more than something's worth and And the people are so generous every year, giving things away. And so many people are involved. Just the work at the auction isn't the only work. After that, we have buyers who will go out. We take all the money we get from the auction. Uh, You can also donate at any of the banks in town, a cash donation. And we take all the money from the auction, from the bank donations, and we have buyers, uh, people that volunteer to go out, They go out and buy two sets of clothing and groceries. We work that out with the Bean Blossom IGA. Mm -hmm. And they box up groceries for families, and we buy at least two outfits for every child that's on the list in Brown County. We usually serve a little over 400 children in the county. We've been doing this for over 30 years now. It's just been a very successful thing. And like I say, what with people out in the county, donate things as well some some of them are handmade artists donate just everyone does and the buyers go out and do work there then we've had people from hickory ridge they come in later they wrap everything so all these gifts are wrapped too so with the kids names on them and everything Mm -hmm. so everything is wrapped up for them as well so you have hundreds of people helping with this Mm -hmm. and it's not a thing where just a few people are doing it but with this i have people I've had them come up to me six months ahead of time or 12 months ahead of time even and say, what can I do to help you? They stop me on the street. It's a thing where everyone wants to be part of it. Everyone wants to pitch in at any time of the year. I've never seen anything like it, and uh, I love it. I'd do anything to help it. What can I say? It's a thing that I think could only help in Brown County, and I'd have nothing but admiration for the people who started it and they really knew what they were doing. I'm not trying to change anything with it. I think it's done the right way, and that's the way we should keep it.
3: It's another passion of yours.
6: I guess it is, yeah. But again, it's not mine. It's the people who started it. started the right way. It's a Brown County thing. It's It's a Brown County
3: thing. I like
6: that.
2: Welcome again this familiar and fabulous voice from past holiday shows. This is Pam Raider with the Brown County
4: Hour on WFHB, and I'm here with Slats Klug. Hi, Pam. S- Hi, Slats. It's great to interview you. We've been friends for a long time. I've followed all your music, and it's good to finally have you on the show.
7: Thank you. I'm really glad to be here with you.
4: Thanks. Well, um, when was the Liars' Bench? It came out?
7: I was trying to remember. I think '97.
4: And it seemed like after that, you had an album that came out every year.
7: Almost. uh, Brown County Home was the next one. Mm -hmm. I think that was uh, followed by the Red Christmas Record. And we're probably getting close to the turn of the century. (laughs) Uh, Maybe, maybe 99, 2000. I think the white one came out in 2001.
4: Um, well, I mean- run into so many people who like really miss that Christmas show, yeah to have Thanksgiving weekend,
7: yeah, I take a lot of heat about
8: that.
4: <laughs> I know I'd be remiss in asking you if you have any plans for another brown county something
7: uh sure, I think about it, and uh you know Doug Harden, he yes. took over the playhouse or one of the people who's yes. making that- uh, role and Doug and I have talked about doing a show.
4: At the Playhouse?
7: Yeah, at the Playhouse. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily a Christmas show, but mm-hmm. a show, a Brown County kind of thing. And I thought about doing one more CD. I've got enough music for it. I could probably use a couple. You got any good Brown County stories? I could use a couple more of I mean, You do. <laughs> yeah. We'll
4: have to sit down yeah. over a glass of wine. Okay.
7: Uh- <laughs> But yeah, I'd like to make one more record. Mm-hmm. I hope, I hope I do it. You got to get up in the morning, a couple mornings in a row, and uh, have the impetus to do it.
4: So you're not a morning
7: person. No. <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, well, what are you doing now? Well, obviously, yeah. you must play a lot of places. I play in a still. lot
7: of bands, mm-hmm. and um, I play in a band called the Grand Tour Band. Uh, it's kind of a George Jones tribute thing. That's fun. You know, Piney Woods used to have a show yes. on FHB. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the Blues, If I Say So, Piney Woods. I play in Piney's band, which is a lot of fun. He has a big old horn section, and uh, usually seven or eight of us go out.
4: Mm. Oh, that's cool. yeah. And do you still play the squeeze box? That's about
7: all you? I play in that uh, band. Ah, it, uh-huh. wor- it seems to work better. um than uh, the full keys with them with the other bands i play i still play piano and organ but yeah i still play the squeeze and uh, there's a band called the kookamongas i sit in with them when they when they're in town they need a keyboard player something coming up on december 29th with a band called the bums which is basically the kookamongas but instead of mark robinson it's dave boss
4: and where will that be? That's at
7: Players Pub. huh. So I think that's uh, you know, an
4: early New Year's Yeah, season, New yeah. Year's
7: is on Monday this year. Oh okay. Which is odd, you know, you don't think of going out Monday night, but I'm sure people mm-hmm. will.
4: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that'll
7: be my New Year's. You know, uh uh-huh. the outworld.
4: Well, uh, we wanted to play some of your songs from the Christmas albums That's since great. the both of them since it's the holiday season, but kind of stick with the non-traditional.
7: Okay. And
4: I always liked the song Scotch Pine. Yeah. Is there a real story behind that?
7: Well, that was one of those things that did come from my life. I was I was from West I'm from West Virginia. And uh, my dad would take us out to get a Christmas tree, and it was an event, because we would get in the car and go out to John Goulding's farm, which was exciting. it would be some snow on the ground, and there'd be a series of gates, and then we'd get back in his truck, and it was exciting for me to jump out of the car and open the gate that's how that's how slow things were but it it was a thrill for i don't know seven eight year old kid and uh, eventually we'd get to where he raised christmas trees we'd pick one out and then john who only had one hand would be the guy to get out with his hatchet and just take it down like it was nothing and my dad, who was not a handyman,
8: <laughs>
7: we'd still be out there if he was cutting it uh, We would be amazed at how John did that. And he'd load it on top of the car, and back we would go. And uh, by the time we got home, my hands and feet were freezing, but uh, it was part of the fun. And then, mm. you'd, you know, at that time, you stuck them in water and let them thaw out. It all translated to Brown County. This is a very similar place. Uh So I can imagine It's about Christmas with your dad And a memory of him
4: Alright, well let's hear the song
9: My hands and feet They got so cold Stung me to the bone But I didn't mind I knew we would soon be home. The tracks we left in the woods that day me and my own man, they blew away like snow off a young scotch pine. They blew away like snow off of that scotch pine. Fa la 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 For the scent of the young scotch pine the Beauty never will linger Better take it when you can If you look away She'll leave you cold where you stand Every Christmas I long For the scent of the young scotch pine And how I want The sting of the cold in my hands Ate for the sting in my feet and my hands. Christmas blue is coming on. With the spirit of memories Runny nose, the amber flows A hint of evergreen Now those old days, they are long gone So is my old man And now I buy a plastic tree on a stand When the lights and tinsel are all put on I pour a drink in my backyard With no gloves or shoes Till the cold it stings good and hard I sip my scotch till it stings me so good and hard I sip that scotch till it stings me so good and hard
10: Scou
3: That kind of puts you into the woods, doesn't it? Did you know
5: that Brown County sits at the northern tip of the southern pines growing region and the southern tip of the northern pines growing region? So do they both grow well here?
0: No, actually neither type of tree thrives very well here.
5: We'll be right back after we pause for our
2: station's identification and Carol of the Bells by Carolyn Dutton.
3: Welcome back to the Brown County Hours Winter Solstice Celebration.
5: Susan Showalter sat down with young actor Ian McCabe, who gave a very impressive performance in the roles of over 20 characters in Jacob Marley's A Christmas Carol for a second year at our Brown County Playhouse. My guest today is Ian McCabe.
2: He's 24 years old, and he graduated from Brown County High School. He's another one of our incredibly talented kids that have come out of this school and gone on to do some remarkable things. He went to Hanover College and was selected by a former head of the theater department there to join in some summer stock down yes. in New Mexico. Yeah. You just have had a wonderful start for your career that I think is going to be remarkable.
11: I've had a lot of good opportunities come my way. I've been in a position to take them. And it all did start when I was a I was a freshman in college and I met a gentleman named Tom Evans. Mm-hmm. and he, he hired me to work with his summer stock company in New Mexico and uh, that sort of set me on the path that led me uh, back to Brown County uh, to produce plays this fall here. This right. Fall.
2: And we're so glad you came. And what, yeah. you know, we were also concerned when the playhouse was closed. And yeah. uh, it seemed to be quite a shock to the community. And I was very sorry about it, as most people were. So we were delighted when we had this opportunity to reopen it. And then we were you know pressed with what will we do with it so it's yeah. wonderful that you showed up tell me a little bit about your experience here in brown county high school i know you had some great teachers here too mm-hmm.
11: i moved to brown county for my freshman year of high school and i spent my my entire high school experience there and while i was at brown county it was a transitional period for theater teachers there we had three in my four years My first two years, I worked with Dustin Maloney. He was a fantastic teacher from Canada. He taught me a lot about the work ethic of theater. And after that, we had Greg Simpson, who was a very funny gentleman, a comedian from Indianapolis who had studied communications, and he was a great English and communications teacher and a wonderful comedic influence in theater. And he directed me in Godspell, which was one of my first really big comedy roles in high school and as far as comedy goes it's been a huge part of my life it's what i I studied comedy in chicago and i performed comedy in chicago so uh, i have a lot to thank from uh, mr simpson there and then finally nikki james and she was actually a student teacher during my sophomore year of high school under mr maloney and she came in my senior year and uh, she cast me in two really great roles that year i played the stage manager in our town and another really very funny, well, great comedic piece that I got to do. And she taught me so much about just being confident in myself on stage. Mm-hmm. And just the arts departments at the high school in general, I took a lot of other art classes while I was there. Uh, we had stagecraft classes for building and designing sets and scenery for the stage, and painting classes, and it's such a well-developed arts program that they have at the high school. And I was very fortunate to be a part of that. I went to Hanover College to audition for a theater scholarship, mm-hmm. and I got it. Wonderful. And so a big part of uh, that was my training at Brown County High School, mm-hmm. everything I went through there.
2: So. So after you went to Summerstock,
8: correct?
11: Yes. Two and a half years after he cast me in Summerstock, Tom took me to do regional theater with the South Carolina Repertory Company on Hilton Head Island. I worked on three shows with them in the course of one season, which was absolutely fantastic. Um, He really lurched me into the, the very professional world of theater.
2: Last year, what did you do here at the Playhouse?
11: Actually, a group of improvisers and I came down from Chicago. We hosted a variety show. It was the first show that went up in the Playhouse after IU turned it over. And it was where we announced that IU was giving uh, Brown County the title to the Playhouse we did some silly comedic skits with bob curlin and and then after that paul whitehouse who directed jacob marley's christmas carol he and i decided to do that show here last december and that was sort of our first play in the Mm -hmm. playhouse and it went so well it was we really made some great theater together it was just a lot of fun and we worked with the playhouse board at the time everybody sort of pitching in together and that's what—that's the beautiful thing about theater And it's a huge collaborative art and especially on the scale that we do it here in Brown County and it's great to see how everybody's different um, talents and assets can be put together to create what we created and after we did that I said I'll never do that show again <laughs> it's exhausting and um, guess what you just finished your just
2: second year yes, here with just it.
11: finished my second year here with it <laughs> But it's so much fun, and the Playhouse loves it, and it's a great show for the community. It's it's a familiar story told in a different way, mm-hmm. is what I always say about it. And right. that's what I love about
2: yeah. it. Yeah. One of the parts that I really liked was the ghost of Christmas present. I wondered if you could recite part of that.
12: Well, a bit, Molly, my dear, said the bogle. Are you sure, said Molly, a little frightened. He stood waiting, not sure for what. Or for whom? Should I do anything? Just be patient. The invitation's been sent. It's all taken care of. And suddenly Marley felt warm, very warm, as if he stood basking before a great fire on a bitter winter night. And then he heard music, faintly, and became dimly aware, peripherally, of dancing, celebrants, dancing attendants, banging cymbals and tambours and drums. And then he became aware... Of the presence of something immense, something huge, moving in the air around him, and then the presence entered him. And he laughed. <laughs> Marley felt the laughter rippling out of him like a wave released, flowing, blessing everything it touches. He saw it changing things and making things grow. He saw the effect of the laughter. He saw it change and heal the world, not only uplifting the people it touched, causing them to leave their troubles for a moment, to grow and to expand beyond them, but the wind and the stars and the grasses all laughed along with him and sang their joy. Marley wondered. The joy inside of him was stampeding out of control. He could feel the light and the power coursing through him, changing him. Why didn't I know this? Why wasn't I told? You were! You were! Said
11: the shining stars, blowing great raspberries at him.
12: And he laughed again. And he felt things falling away, cracking, exploding inside of him. Old ideas, brittle shells, papier-mâché husks. All too small for him now that he knew what he knew. And he laughed and he laughed. Molly... Are you in there? For Marley had been transformed, engulfed by the spirit of Christmas present. His face was as big as the sun, huge, bearded, and crowned with a holly wreath, and cloaked in a long green robe trimmed with white, and a golden light rolled off of him like water. Never felt better, little imp. And then he added with a wink, Really, never felt better. Now, let's go see what we can do f- to that old gas bag Scrooge. <laughs> and they flew off on a cloud of laughter, trailing laughter behind them, and everything they touched was blessed.
2: Thank you, that yes, was of great. Course. <laughs> it was fun. And Happy New Year to everyone. Yes, Happy
11: New Year, Happy New Year. Um,
2: great thanks for doing that thank you so much for joining us here today thank you so much uh, for
11: having me it's wonderful you've
2: really uh, become a big hit here in brown county and we look forward to the possibility of having you come back on stage here maybe we can even have some plays that you've written yourself
11: yeah that would be wonderful yeah thank Thank you you
2: for, uh, for joining me
11: thank you
4: gunther flum always has something to say about any topic
0: we ask him to chime in on the winter solstice and the holidays.
13: Solstice Delecti by Gunther Flum Christmas comes but once a year, a time for presents, joy, and cheer that lets us know amongst the fun we'll find our solstice in the sun. Anyone who knows will say that solstice is the shortest day and in the summer, they all knew that solstice is the longest too. And since it gets to happen twice, it seems to even out real nice with equal parts of dark and light that happen twice with day and night. Now, I've heard farmers worldwide have used the solstice as a guide to let them know that it's begun, the sun is back, and spring has sprung. And as the days keep getting longer, Mother Earth keeps getting stronger as the crops all start to grow and spring rains make the waters flow. So winter solstice marks the time when again our sun will shine. But what some folks don't understand, at Christmas time across the land, we need more night instead of day. So in the dark and in his sleigh, Santa with his bag of toys can get them to the girls and boys who on his list, it's understood, have all behaved and all been good. And so he goes from house to house, quiet some say as a mouse, and flying reindeer in the dark while giving gifts out for a lark, And laughing jolly all the way, that fat man praises Solstice Day. For a shorter day and longer night means he can fly high out of sight. And then he descends to any roof and leaves behind the signs of proof. For though they find around the tree he's left them presents all for free, why all night long he gets to bilk them kids of cookies and their milk. The kids this year, it's not too late. Instead, leave him a veggie plate. Give the cookies to his reindeer.
2: Let's hear some more from our friend Slats Klug. This is Pam Rader with the Brown
4: County Hour, and I'm back here with Slats Klug. I wanted to ask you about the song Home by Heart, because that's a non-traditional one you wrote.
7: Yeah, that's got a bittersweet thing to it, and it was the first of the Christmas songs. Maybe the first one I wrote, I don't know. The line that kind of got me going on that is like falling down Santa with his bell in the wind. It's it's a sad line, but it mixes in with the sweetness and also the Brown County thing. Brown County's very giving place. People, you know, the theme these records has been people help each other out here. Uh, face by the window, afraid to come in. Uh, you 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 give, and uh, I like that. I like that about the song, and it's. What grounded it for for Brown County for me?
4: Thank you. Well, let's hear the song then.
10: No, oh, I wasn't born here, but it's here that I'll die. When the holidays come, I'm reminded just why myself and so many. Made it home by heart. These hills have a way of easing me down till I'm lost in the sway of old County Brown. In the snow, there's a footpath that leads me home by heart. There's a faith Gives us a reason, gives us the strength To make another star Fly like an angel on a heavenly wind Though we don't understand The road never ends Till we're together
8: To make it home by heart.
10: In the alley, hoping for a star. If there's a fire in your stove, a seat by your hearth. Give a little kindness when the skies are so dark. In the spirit of Christmas, may it home by heart. Faith in our power and letting love show, blooms just like a flower, alive in the snow, gives us the reason, gives us the strength to make another star. make it home by heart there's a faith
3: We'll be right back after a short station ID. Boy, that nog is going down smoothly.
5: Welcome back to our final segment of the Brown County Hour Winter Solstice Celebration on WFHB.
4: Let's get an update from the Historical Society.
5: Hello, this is Janice Pierce with the Brown County Hour and WFHB Radio. I'm here today with Julia Pearson, the director of the Brown County History Center in Nashville. Welcome, Julia. So nice to have you here today. Thank you. This was a very pleasant invitation. I'd love to get an update on the Brown County History Center and then hear a little story from you. A slice of winter or Christmas Brown County history. I just read about the new Brown County History Center building project and the building sounds lovely and the facilities sound like they'll be just a really great rich opportunity for the community of Brown County and visitors so I'm really excited. Julia, I understand you started working here about three years ago?
1: Yes came in right on the ground floor as they were interviewing architects for the New History Center. So if you could tell us about this big move that just happened. Yes, the Brown County Historical Society had its headquarters in a large building north of Nashville by a mile and they used it for their monthly dinner meetings. We had an annual garage sale there. Our annual quilt show it's the home of the pioneer women an auxiliary group of the historical society women that get together every week they work on quilts all the wonderful heritage crafts and they make fantastic things that are in our gift shop in the pioneer village and it was also home to the brown county historical society's archives We also had our our office there. We had our own records for the historical society up there. And just this past July, Big Woods Brewery approached us about seeing the facility, and they determined that it would be an ideal site for them to expand. So they purchased the building from us, and all of those things have Uh been moved up here now. Uh I like having our archives here. We get a lot of foot traffic here at 46 East Gold Street, which is our new history center. And these people, our visitors, are just very, very happy and grateful to have the archives so close. And the pioneer women, of course, are in a position now that when they're working on their quilts or when they're weaving their rugs, visitors in off the street can come in and watch them and interact with them and visit with each other. I think everybody just feels at home. Sounds like the perfect transition
5: between now and the new history center, when you'll have everything in one yes one building. Tell us about the archives.
1: The archives are open on Tuesdays we have some fabulous volunteers that are all trained to work with these old volumes. We have old newspapers, old maps, weather reports, different records from the county, and our head archivist is Rhonda Dunn. People stop in a lot. A lot of people plan vacations to Brown County so that they can look up their ancestors are people who had traveled through Brown County and they were wondering if they were ancestors. I especially want to invite people to come and look at the photographs. We do have an ever-expanding collection of photography. What are the hours? We post that they're from noon until three but if people call ahead of time I think they'll find that Rhonda especially is here earlier and later. I'd love to know about the new building project,
5: this matching challenge that's being offered. I know that's a big
1: subject. It's a very big subject, but a very happy one. Howard Hughes, who was a member of the Historical Society, as you know died unexpectedly almost a year ago. And we have recently been informed that we have been remembered in his will. And part of the bequest is a matching grant of $100,000 that must be matched by March 31st. Anyone who wants to contribute to this matching grant can send any kind, any amount. Small donations together can add up to $100,000. And Individuals can simply mail it to the Historical Society on your check, right in the memo line, matching grant, and send it to the Historical Society at Post Office Box 668, Nashville, Indiana 47448. I was wondering, are there other
5: ways that people can help out with the building project in non monetary ways?
1: Yes, there are. In fact, There are many wonderful ways. One is, please look at your own family collections. Look at your family albums, birth certificates, death certificates, things like that, that we could scan and preserve in our archives. Oftentimes when there is a death in the family and there are items that cannot be adequately dispersed between children or descendants, a lot of families say, well, perhaps this really belongs to the community, items that would be appropriately put in a history center. And also people that have knowledge of wonderful stories and happenings should really come forward and we need to get them recorded to preserve them for everybody. To me, what's wonderful about a history center is that there is an implication that we are part of history today, and that if we all get together at the history center, we can see where we've come from, but we can also see how far we've come. And in a way, that also helps us to see where we're going. It gives people a sense of stability, and this sense of stability as such has a place in the wellness of a community. So if you could remind people how they can contact you the historical society's website would be browncountyhistorycenter.org. My email address is julia at browncountyhistorycenter.org, and the phone number here is eight one two nine eight eight two eight nine nine. Of course, people are invited to the Historical Society's monthly meetings, which are the first Monday of the month. Watch your newspapers, they always are at 6.30. Okay, so I hear you have one or two
5: stories for us today.
1: When I first started working here, I knew that the lifeblood of the organization, the lifeblood of the community, were uh, these old stories. I know that everybody has a story, and everybody is a teacher that we can learn from. Well, storytelling certainly
5: is a long-standing, rich tradition, and I think that's a part of what I think is important that we do in maintaining our connection with our history here in Brown
1: County. I have some stories that are from a book about Elkinsville, Indiana, and the first story was told by Frona Bruce talking to her own daughter, Sandra Hutton, and she had a special love of Christmas, and this is her story. She says, One year, when I was a child growing up in Brown County, I remember a few days before Christmas, it was very cold, and the weather was very bad. Winters in Brown County were usually cold and long, and my dad worked at the stone quarry, didn't make much money, but we were thankful for everything we had. Now, my brother Lester was five years old, and he was always telling everybody what he wanted for Christmas. I will always remember him wanting a red wagon. He wanted oranges. He wanted crackers. He wanted apples and bananas. My mom always prayed every night before we went to bed, and we would all kneel with her for prayer. One night, my sisters, Fernie and Lucy, and my brother, Lester, went mom's side. And mom said to Lester, she says, Honey, you'll have to pray if you get all those things for Christmas. So Lester prayed. A few days before Christmas, dad's boss came to visit, and I can still remember that day. He brought everything that Lester prayed for and more. What was amazing was that he had no way of knowing what Lester wanted. When Lester jumped out of bed that morning, everything he wanted was there. In addition, Dad's boss brought a dish for Mom, a shirt for Dad, and for the rest of the family, he brought story and nursery rhyme books and some little flannel gowns for the girls which his own daughter had outgrown. This was really a Christmas miracle for our family. Lester was always very special to me. He lived a very short life and died of pneumonia at the age of 18. But that was our miracle Christmas.
5: That's a beautiful story. Yeah, that certainly is.
1: (laughs) And thank you for being here
5: today. This has been Janice Pierce at the Brown County Hour and WFHB Radio. And I've been talking with Julia Pearson from the Brown County History Center. Thanks so much, Julia. Mm -hmm. Thank you.
0: Here again are Slats and Pam.
4: We're back with Slats Klug. I'm interviewing him on his Christmas albums, Brown County Christmas, Volume 1 and 2, which probably are for sale at the book loft or.
7: The book loft and uh, the antique mall in Brown County. I just got him into a couple new places, Pam um, Moonshine Leather, Soup. Uh, <laughs> soup to Nuts yes. Yeah
8: uh-huh. Yeah
7: I got a call from both those places
4: So are there any places in Bloomington where you can get your albums?
7: Yes Howard's Bookstore And Landlock Music
4: I like to listen to your albums while I wrap my Christmas <laughs> present Kind of gets me in the mood Good Okay, well here's another one that seems to be about Brown County Christmas in a Cabin
7: Oh, yeah Um if I could have anybody in the world sing that, guess who it would be? The hint is he's he's not with us anymore. Frank Sinatra? Ray Charles. Oh, yeah.
10: okay. When he
7: was in his country mode. Uh-huh. Uh, of course, that's. I guess everybody would love to have Ray Charles sing their tune. But, uh, yeah, I like the feel of that tune. Going back to that sort of kid's eye view and then you grow up and have a girlfriend and just want to be tucked away in a cabin mm-hmm. with the fire going it's a romantic thing mm-hmm. a bottle of uh what is it cabernet <laughs> <laughs> somebody thought i was saying camel in the window <laughs> no candle
4: uh-huh yeah. and while it's snowing outside you're cozy warm. yeah yeah So, um, and then there's a short poem on the very end called Wake Me Up Next December.
7: Oh, John Franz is Santa. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know where that came from. Obviously, I'm ripping off The Night Before Christmas, but uh, I don't know what to say about that one. It was just kind of wacky and fun. Uh Uh-huh. We did, uh, Dave Weber and I... Had some balloons full of uh, what is it that makes your voice go helium? Out? Helium, thank you. And we did that for the elves, and just silly, uh-huh. silly fun.
4: Is there a special thing that gets your creative juices going? Coffee, or? coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too much coffee. Yeah.
7: If maybe- I have a drink. Of any kind of wine or beer or booze, forget it. I, I mm-hmm. have no interest in writing. I'll pick up a guitar and just sort of play the same riff over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, for writing, I got to be—I got to be there in, in kind of a full focus and see what comes in the door.
4: Thank you for this interview You're and welcome. for letting us play your songs. And happy holidays to you.
7: Back at you, Pam. Thank you for having me. And uh, think of me when you're wrapping presents.
4: <laughs> okay. Okay. Bye.
9: They can have their glamour in a tinsel town. Top hat, tie and cane and fancy evening gown Take you to the country, honey, we can hide Christmas in a cabin by the fireside Saw it in a movie when I was a boy Lovers sledding down a hill with smiles of joy Never knew it could be true until we tried Christmas in a cabin by the fireside Candle in a window lighting up the snow A time sleigh, a cabernet, a radio Blanket on the floor and angels on the tree All I want for Christmas lying next to me Window lighting up snow, tiny sleigh, cabinet, music on the radio, blanket on the floor, lights upon the tree. All I want for Christmas is you next to me. They can have their glamour and their fancy fun, diamond studded evenings. Down at 21 Morning's gonna find us warm and sleepy eye. Snuggled in the cabin by the
8: fireside
9: Morning's gonna find us warm and sleepy eye. On Christmas in the cabin by the fireside
2: Ladies and gentlemen, here's one of my favorite Brown County writers, Pam Rader. The word solstice literally means sun stood still.
4: The winter and summer solstices are the two furthermost points in the sun's journey where it stands still and changes direction. Since Neolithic times, the winter solstice has been a special cause for celebration as the disappearing sun was returning the days were lengthening and the earth warming, new life would most likely sprout again. Modern holiday celebrations follow a long tradition of welcoming the returning light. Our holiday celebrations begin in earnest around the 21st, ending with the welcoming of the new year, when one can tell the days are lengthening. Then as now, this was a cause for the last feast before deep winter sets in. Cattle and livestock were slaughtered so as not to have to be fed through the winter. The wine and beer from the harvest were ready to be drunk. Yule logs and candles were burned, accompanied by gift-giving and merry-making. In modern times, carols are sung and colored lights adorn our homes. The rhythms of people's lives fell into sync with those of nature. The long hibernation of winter allowed the ground to lay fallow, the past to be put to rest, and plans made ready for spring sprouting and a new cycle begins. Seasons of our lives may follow similar patterns as projects begin, grow, set seed, the offspring cast to the winds to flourish where they land. With this third holiday show, we usher in another new year of changes.
3: That's our show for tonight. We wish you all the best during the season of rest and renewal.
5: Thank you for joining us again.
4: 2012 sure was a wild ride for me. I'm hoping next year is calmer.
0: Yeah, personally, I could use some downtime. Well, that's what winner's for.
3: Brown County Hour is produced entirely
5: by volunteers. This episode's crew includes Rick Fettig, Vera Grubbs, Janice Pierce, Pam Rader, and Susan Showalter.
0: Managing producer,
5: Pam Rader.
4: Technical producer and webmaster, Jeff Foster.
5: Executive Producer, Chad crethers Thanks, Slats Klug, for your wonderful music. To listen to this episode or any previous ones, visit browncountyhour.com or wfhb.org. You can also contact
0: us at bch at wfhb.org. For more information on this show's guest, please see our website, browncountyhour.com.
2: Thanks for joining us. Have a good evening you've been listening to the brown county hour
0: coming to you from deep in the woods of brown county indiana
1: celebrating the arts culture and nature
0: that make this such a unique community
1: visit us online
2: at browncountyhour.com
0: the brown county hour is a production of wfhb volunteer powered listener supported community radio for south central indiana back, back to my old Brown County home. home.